Hey folks, welcome back to the Life is Sweet podcast. It is <laughs> August. This is the Life is Sweet podcast episode for August. I think it's number six. Brought to you from a rainy Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah. Finally, it's raining. It's been a drought um, all summer, except for the last uh, week or two. I think then we're still technically in drought because the water table hasn't really been replaced yet. I don't know what the definition of a drought is. I just know that it's it's dry. It hasn't rained. Yeah. Everything turned brown. Yep. Uh, I spend a day in a garden, a market garden outside of the city uh, once a week, and uh, all the fields around it are brown. Yeah. The garden is green. Yeah. So there's enough water for the vegetables, at least. Yeah, for now, anyways. That's good. Now that it's raining, um, I hope our roof holds up and there are no leaks. Knock on wood. Seems to be, so far. So far, so good. We're sitting in a house. There's multiple patches of peeling paint on our ceiling. (laughs) Sometimes water drops fall from these patches when it rains, but it hasn't rained at all this summer, so we haven't had a chance to really observe it and tell whether our our roof is fixed or not. Well, we just got it fixed, like, yeah. last week, so um, just in time for, like, the really big rain while we were away camping. Uh, so hopefully that is that is it. Hopefully it's fixed. Who knows? We'll (laughs) certainly see when we try to paint the ceiling again and then it just peels off again. No! (laughs) I'm I'm sure that won't happen. (laughs) Like I was sure the last time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We have been camping, though. We're going to do an end-of-summer wrap-up episode here. Jill's back um, to work. Soon. Very soon. So fun time's going to be over. <laughs> back to real life, back to drudgery, back to John being at home by himself, like doing John stuff. Lucky man. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be happy to get back. To yeah, get back to I, work. I, th- I will be happy to get back. I do I do need a little structure. Um as always, I always wish summer was, you know, at least another month long, but two months is pretty good. You can't complain uh, in any way. It's been a, a restorative, um, mostly restful summer. So, yeah, and that's what you want out of a summer. Mm-hmm. I could use um, it. Would it's not that I even need like more time in summer. It's like, oh, could I have a month of like this weather to? to have free time in <laughs> yeah this weather is restorative weather i like cloudy cloudy and cool is restorative to me yeah like hot absolutely and beating sun yeah no. and just getting just getting scorched and desiccated is not my version of restorative yeah neither of us are like hot weather lover people um we, you know, we went outside and we did hiking and camping and stuff, but a, like a lot of it was hiding uh, in the house and in the shade, which I think a lot of people did uh, this summer. So we lucked out and went camping during like the good weather. And by good weather, I mean like highs of like low 20s. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't yeah, out 
any during any of the like 40 degree weather for the most part for the most part my goodness it's yeah it's rough but speaking of camping i think the last episode we did we had gone camping once we'd gone camping to Ad- adam lake in turtle mountain yeah and uh now we've We've uh, crossed the uh, other two Prairie Mountains off our list. Yep. Duck Mountain. Done it. Done it. Don't need to go back. Been there. Would go back. I would go back too. Riding <laughs> Mountain also. Yeah. Done. Good. Did that. Um, we had camping booked for Nopaming as well. Canceled due to forest fire. Um, yeah. We weren't just like the, um, the government site just didn't have a lot of information about like what it was like you couldn't actively book campsites at the campground we were booked at. Um, but I don't know if who is running the government site, but there was no email about like whether or not it was still safe. Nobody's running smoke. the government site. I, I don't. Yeah. F- from what I can tell. Um, so we just figured, uh, there was a, a forest fire sort of, not right across the lake, but sort of the next lake over. So it was pretty, you know, relatively close. Um, so we figured we'd just uh, save that for another time um, and then booked some camping out in Thunder Bay. Uh, did a little road trip. Yeah, did a little road trip. Took advantage of uh, our vaccine passports. Yes. And crossed the border, mm-hmm. got out of the province, went to a distant land, the distant land of... <laughs> Thunder Bay of Northwest Ontario. Lake Superior. Anything past Kenora is distant land. Yeah. It's a different country. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's good It's good to get out of uh, the Red River Valley once in a while, mm-hmm. just the bathtub drain of Canada. It's good to get out into the forest, really. Like Having that's... forest and cover a canopy over you yeah. is good. Some elevation um, yeah. Yeah. things that land that goes Big up lake. and land that, land that goes down. <laughs> Big lake is good mm-hmm. some uh a sleeping giant they have like mesas they look like mountains to me yeah but apparently they're mesas they are over good. there at yep. thunder bay but uh i like seeing anything any land that goes up above the horizon that's a big novelty to me <laughs> for any of us out here in the prairies Yikes. yeah just call it all just call it all mountains it's, yeah it's beautiful yeah uh, waterfalls kakabika uh, kakabeka kakabeka yeah. We'll do, we'll say both just to be, just yeah, to be just safe. Yeah, just a nice little, little, uh, it's pretty close to the highway, so it was more of like just a place, we didn't really do the whole usual campground setup, like there wasn't really hammock no. trees. We camped at Kakabika Falls. Yeah, we camped, we didn't, Sleeping Giant was pretty booked, uh, it's very popular. Um, Couldn't get into Sleeping Giant, because we were, we were booking last, last minute. minute. Yeah. Um, but we were lucky to get this this site. The campground attendants were very helpful and and put us in a, a decent site. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, anywhere they have free showers, so you really can't uh, you can't beat that. No, can't I've beat become, it. I've become a person who I think for the most part wants a free shower, especially after this summer. Even though we've been camping during like the cooler periods, it's still been pretty warm. Um, and humid, and it's been really nice to be. The last two campgrounds have had free showers. Getting sick of dust baths. <laughs> it's, uh, and I, I couldn't. Uh, I had a procedure, so I couldn't. I couldn't actually swim or jump in a lake 
um, for the month of August. So camping at places that had free showers uh, was really, really nice. It's very rejuvenating to be able to actually rinse off when normally we would just, you know, hop in the lake. Um, that wasn't really an option this this summer, but or in uh, well, Kakabika Falls, hop in the waterfall. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they frown on that. There I don't think you're. Be, uh, they don't like you going over the waterfall in a barrel. No, it's big. It's big waterfall. Second like, biggest waterfall uh, in Ontario, apparently. Yeah, I think according to, to Wikipedia, it's like forty meters. It mm-hmm. blows the doors off any waterfall we have in Manitoba. Seeing some pictures of, I think it's like Pissu Falls. I'm sorry, that's what it's called. P I S E W, the tallest waterfalls in Manitoba. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to say the word again because it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> but like seeing pe- people pic- post pictures of that, I think it's like 13 meters. It looks pretty impressive. There's a bridge that goes that go yeah. goes over it. But Kakabika, Kakabeka, just blows it out of the water. It's like really, it's spectacular. Yeah. So it was just a nice little little place to stay. We wandered around Thunder Bay. Neither of us had been before. Uh, around the city, we went to Fort William, um, historical Fort site. William. It was that was really great. Um, mm-hmm. It was really well done, especially when it came to uh, integrating uh, indigenous. Um, they had an indigenous interpreter. They had um, they sort of had a small encampment, and they are expanding the park. Yeah, in I the think next... they're upgrading it. Yeah, they're going to include. They had a, a model Anishinaabe village. Yeah, and I mean the Fort William First Nation is right there. Yeah. Um, and so they do a lot of programming throughout the year with hands-on education, indigenous education. Um, so that was that was actually really that was really good. That was a treat. I think mm-hmm. that was my favorite part of the fort william experience i think i haven't been to many like historic uh fort reenactment places where there's people in costumes wandering around and fort william was the was a northwest company uh fur trading fort i don't know if it was i forget if it was like their headquarters in that at least for that region it was yeah i i can't remember to brush up either, on, but it on was, the fur trading was... history a little bit definitely an important an important site but yeah that was good um we just did a little bit of just driving and walking around thunder bay itself uh mostly in in the port arthur side of um of thunder bay young people might not know that thunder bay used to be two cities yeah and then it's it a, turned it's into an amalgamation one. of of two cities um you can really see it when you drive from one to the other the fort williams side is a little more um like run down um and then the port arthur side is a little more built up and it's literally literally higher up um you, you you feel like you're you're higher up on the hill when you're in port arthur yeah it's you can definitely feel like geography mirrors like the class divide yeah <laughs> in thunder bay it feels like well fort william really rich people hit tend to live on hills earlier and its peak was shorter um, and then Port Arthur was uh, more important for for shipping and other industry for a little bit longer than uh, than Fort William. Um, but uh, it definitely has the you know the rundown former industrial city feel yeah. to it, and uh, I like it personally. I like that feeling. Like Winnipeg has that feel too. It feels it feels at home. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because you can then like you. 
see you get a sense of what the history was you can see it in the art the architecture and the buildings and and the people there yeah so the city was nice and then we went out to sleeping giant provincial park out to the peninsula we uh did a sort of day trip out there that was absolutely beautiful yeah it was amazing um the hikes were amazing um a lot of the forests there they've got uh you know eastern white cedars and balsam and and a lot of different like we have some of those trees out here but they're not as old they're not as big um they've got you know really big birch trees which you just don't see as much around here just behemoths yeah just just huge um all these sort of beautiful plants uh one of the trails that we did had a little booklet that told you about different plants that you'd see on the trail and um, how they were yeah. used by indigenous by the Anishinaabe people. That was a really great interpretive trail. It One was. of the best I've been on. If you on, had kids, that would be really. I mean, it was great for adults too, but like for for kids especially, having the little booklet and the signposts and all these things um, was really great. Um, we didn't see any bears on the trails, which was good. We only saw bears on the highways. Um, we saw one bear in Thunder Bay itself, crossing the main highway, stopping traffic. As you do when you're a bear in the city. Yeah. But I think it's, I get the sense that that's uh, kind of a normal experience. Uh, yeah, it's, everyone <laughs> seemed to be like, oh yeah, this is just what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, out at, at, so we, we did a couple of trails. John drove us up. Uh, There's like a scenic outlook uh, trail or yeah, I guess it's a trail, but like you can drive your car up and it is off-road. We have a little Hyundai Elantra touring, a little hatchback that we drive <laughs> around. We've driven around the entire continent. Yeah. And this thing just takes takes everything. It's just <laughs> been so abused and um it hasn't uh, it hasn't broken down it or owes let us, us down. Nothing, uh at yet. this point. But it made it made it all the way up. The road was really rough, it, but loads of fun. Mm -hmm. Twists and turns and gravel going up steep hills going down steep hills you get to the top and there's a spectacular spectacular view of the bay mm -hmm. uh itself i don't think you can see the city from it but uh that was a treat yeah and we're not big we we're more like walkers than hikers yeah we're not super hardcore we're flatlanders and we don't <laughs> walk up hills very much and our hearts are very weak <laughs> but like it seems like the sleeping giant provincial park seems like it's a bit of a destination for hiking like there's yeah, loads you can of do a lot of backcountry um there's around the sleeping giant itself uh there's lots of backcountry campsites um uh, lots of different routes and stuff that you can you can take yeah so if i was a hiker i would definitely go back yeah and i think you could probably could probably do it mm -hmm. um yeah if you're i'm sure if you're a hiker you already know about sleeping giant and you've probably walked walked up it but, yeah uh, if you're if you're looking to get into hiking and you're from winnipeg within like a driving within driving distance it seemed like there was a lot of people biking as well too so there was there was quite a few bikers um up and down the trail as well mm-hmm um, but, uh, yeah, then we, we, that was just delightful. Um, 
driving back was was neat. I have driven through Northern Ontario before, but not since I was a little kid, like a really little kid. Um, my mom took us on the Greyhound uh, out to Toronto to visit my dad, um, a toddler and a like five year old for three days on the Greyhound. Um, and we were rerouted off of the Trans Canada. I think we were probably rerouted um, on the route that we took back through uh, like Fort probably. Francis. Oh, before we get too f- far away from it, okay. shout out to the guy who uh, ra- runs that store in the big blue building, oh, yeah. at the Silver Islet Sil- mine. Yeah, we stopped in Silver Islet. We stopped at the General that, Store. It's just a yeah. big blue building. Um, it's, uh, the, the man who is running it has, it's been in his family. I think he bought it from his parents. Um, they have it set up as just like a little general store. They've got some sort of small eats. Uh, I bought a t-shirt. I like buying, uh, t-shirts from weird little businesses. Um, those tend to be my souvenirs, um, to add to the collection. And, uh, yeah, he, he, was a former musician he toured through he knew winnipeg um and then he'd come back to back to the area um mm-hmm. and just uh, a lot of silver islet a, a very early mining community um yeah the mine was only active for like a few years yeah um until it flooded um and it's uh became too much of a bother to get the silver out so yeah um i think it sounds abandoned. like people have tried uh but they just can't it's just too logistically too too tough um or maybe not worth it but uh lots of the the little cabins along the shore are the mining cabins so some of them you can see um the the interlocking logs uh probably i mean maybe built out of native cedar uh they seem to be very um well taken care of um some are added on to some are still just a little box um along the shore uh but uh very yeah just a very interesting sort of like community and and um something you i don't know you just don't see in manitoba uh in the same way so it was really it made me kind of think of the maritimes a little bit um yeah Vancouver Island for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sleeping Giant felt like a very Vancouver Island sort of experience. Trees are smaller. Yeah. But kind of kind of similar. Like it's not a prairie vibe there at all. Yeah. It's a different it's a different type of vibe. It's forest vibe. Yeah. And the cabins and the people living there, a lot of them are cottages. It's interesting seeing sort of like how foraying into uh the cottage country and seeing how the other half spends their summer yeah uh but you're like gawking at them like they're uh, (laughs) (laughs) like they're animals a little bit (laughs) um seeing like oh this is what this seems nice it must be nice to have a cottage here and uh you lounge around on the beach and imagining being like a, a kid growing up in and having summers out at your at your like log cabin and and uh you it's probably very very idyllic something that you could probably write uh write some uh, memoirs about yeah um so it was yeah that was a 
just a, a really fun day. Very interesting to explore. Um, and then, yeah, the drive back was uneventful. Uneventful, but very nice. But very I mean, nice, yeah. Provincial parks and, and uh, Especially cottage country. Especially the drive country. from, uh, like, Fort Francis up to Kenora. I thought that was just a really nice, yeah, uh, really nice Sioux Narrows and, yeah. and stuff. I think that was that's definitely like cottage country already. Like, yeah, there's you can Winnipeg. definitely see a lot of the conspicuous wealth in in some of those parts. Um, but Very then, interesting because, like, yeah, there's loads of reservations around as well, and then like pockmarked with uh, with cottage country. Um, but it's mostly you're driving through provincial parks and and reservations. Yeah, and then like very. <laughs> Very conspicuous, of conspicuous cottage country. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and then yeah, we've been home, and it's been just we've just been basking in in the cooler weather like uh being able to make cookies or cook inside has been yeah turn the oven on a treat <laughs> a that's real a luxury treat. Um, not having to cook outside on the barbecue all yeah every day which is fun it's good yeah but it's nice to have to have options your palate being like, able to of, use the uh, sunroom without uh, cooking, like <laughs> you can cook a stew or, uh, yeah, or yeah. cookies or whatever. Yeah, uh, you want. I guess we can do that stuff outside too. I guess but, so, but for me too. I mean, I, I'd like to. I want to start trying out some of my natural dyeing stuff, and uh, it'll be a little bit easier if I can do some of it on the stove in here, um, like scouring the the fabrics and and getting things ready and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of nice. I can maybe start thinking about it. I think I have all my supplies. Um, I got a few packages today. I kept like, I'd order things and then I realized that I just didn't have, I was like, oh, I needed one other thing. Um, so it was a bit of a process, but I think I'm all set up now that I can actually try to dye um, both some wool and some cotton stuff uh, to experiment with with those and, and try it on my own um see where that gets me more dying update <laughs> more die yeah this still is still on that on that dying kick yeah i don't know just um doing doing the last bit of, i mean I, i'll still i usually find the pattern is that i still maintain some like crafting and making up until about report card season um <laughs> until about november a few weeks before report card season um and then things kind of shut down until spring break or till christmas break it's a bit of a speed run from from november to december um there's sort of a, a certain pattern uh to my capabilities uh but who knows this year i'm teaching ela in art um which i think is going to be really nice um so i'm hoping that i have a little bit more space and time to continue crafting and doing art maybe i don't know no you won't you won't <laughs> be crafting or making art or doing anything those days are over ah uh, back I to the child minds you to 
<laughs> Smack ya. <laughs> That's why I'm way over here. Ah. Uh. I made some stuff too. I made some. Uh, I made some tapes with some friends. Yeah. Okay. And yes. shelves. He made me a, a cute little shelf for yeah. uh, my my craft. Put. To put I want to talk on. about the tapes though. You want to talk about the tapes? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I just remembered that uh, me and two friends uh, launched a music a little uh, a right. little music label. That's something to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I'll talk about that for a bit. Um. It's called Lava Rendezvous. You can find it on Instagram. We'll probably put a link in, in the description. And uh, we decided there's a bunch of music that we made years ago back when we were uh, younger and more prolific and had uh, had more time for th- things like that. Um, and, we're, and we made cassette tapes, just like uh, we used to listen to when we were kids. But apparently they're popular now, cassette tapes again. So, um, and a nice little, uh, project to, um, to make cover art and, and designs and, and, uh, and draw things on cassette tapes and and things like that. So a good, that's a good project. And we're, so we released, uh, three separate cassette tapes Mm -hmm. at once to get, uh, to get the ball rolling. Uh, one is, uh, one's, uh, called, uh, Portals. The album is Portals by a group named Gazelle, (laughs) which is, uh, Nathan and Bucky. And it's long, ambient, droney noise stuff. I don't really listen to that stuff much on my own, but it's spectacular to, uh, to make. It's loads of fun, and uh, if you need to put something on uh, in the background or it's with good, headphones like, on, um, I I love like I listen to a lot of ambient um, in the classroom. Actually, I'll put it on in the background uh, when the kids are like writing or working or things like that. Um, when it's something where they're like when they have to do some like research or writing or something like that. Like I personally don't like music with words when I'm doing that sort of thing. I just like, yeah, there's no words on this one. Yeah. I like that, that background music. Um, and so I, I, yeah, I listen to a lot of that. Um, I only put on music with like words and a beat. If the kids are like doing something with their hands or moving around. Um, but just like, uh, that's like my background music in, well, this one—I don't know if it's classroom, classroom background music. No, it, it's, it might not the album's be. called Portals, and <laughs> it's music to uh, swirl into the void with. For <laughs> do you wish to worship the void? Stop asking me that. <laughs> if you want to, you may want to. Uh, you may enjoy this Portals cassette. <laughs> Good sales pitch. <laughs> Or put it on in your in your classroom for your children to listen to. No, I probably need something a little more upbeat. The second one is called uh, Salt Lives, mm. and that's basically like uh, Nathan, uh, Nathan with friends sort of uh, effort, and that's more of like a lo-fi sort of like pop sort of uh, sort of experience, but very very unique and fun. Great great tunes. I like that one quite a bit. That might be my favorite of the three and the third one is called jam tart which is me and nathan 
Uh, and that's sort of like a mixture, a mixture of the two. I don't, there's a, there's a bit of pop. There's a bit of weirdness. It's all sort of like spacey, spacey, like Western kind of music done by, uh, guys who are not even proficient on their instruments (laughs) and don't even know what they're doing. And, uh, but it's one of my favorite uh, albums of all time not just uh, and not just because uh i'm on it or that it's <laughs> mine uh i think it's really great i think people will uh i think people will enjoy these these three tapes quite a bit if they are also sort of um like barely proficient creative weirdos like uh like me and and my friends yeah then uh then i think it'd be good absolutely anywho there's there's my spiel <laughs> oh we're on Bandcamp too lava lava rendezvous on Bandcamp. there will be links in the description yeah if you buy uh if you buy a tape um and you know me i might uh i might be able to give it to you personally or if you know <laughs> nathan or, or bucky then that could happen but if you're a stranger you could buy one too and we'll mail one out for you absolutely or yeah. digital order it digitally <laughs> I yeah. can't think of anything else to say about it. <laughs> there will be <laughs> there will be more tapes soon. Yeah. <laughs> at some point. Oh, it's been we've both been keeping very busy doing creative stuff, uh reading books, watching movies, making things. It's kind of been that summer. It's been very like even though we've been camping, it's had a very staycation feel. Um it's that very, I've really liked. It's very late pandemic, is what it feels <laughs> like. Uh I think like it's not like we're making this podcast just to like advertise all the stuff that we do and make and and whatnot. This is one of the projects too, but it's like getting yeah, getting into almost like yeah, we're past a year and a half of the pandemic and this is all the stuff we've been up to. This is literally our lives now. <laughs> we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff to talk about pre-pandemic. It would be mostly just like work. Yeah. But now this is this is work now. It's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's fun. We uh I've been reading um John's still reading the Expanse books. I'm almost I don't know if we said that I started reading them. I don't you know. You were reading them when we started yeah, the podcast. I haven't finished I started reading them now. I just I'm, started the first book. Yeah. I well, I didn't start it, I finished it. Yeah, you finished the first. So you're on, on to the second expansion. I'm on folks. like the second last book. Um, but I've been mostly reading I'm almost finished braiding Sweet Grass, which has been really like a really great read. Um especially when we've been like out uh camping and, and hiking and seeing all these things, um, making all these connections um to nature. So it's been really interesting to read it and think about teaching um of course she talks a lot about nature and plants as teachers um so it's been uh that's my kind of my kind of pd professional development uh is is reading books like this and um going to natural dyeing workshops and and doing hands-on stuff um that's my preferred mode of of learning um more about what i want to teach um as a teacher i'm I'm not as inclined towards um taking any uh, university classes during the summer um 
if there's something I really wanted to learn, I guess I would. But I, I really... why would you? Why why would you take? <laughs> is that something that teachers do? They yeah. take university classes yeah, during the summer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why? Well, I mean, it depends on what you want to do in teaching. Uh, if they want to be, you already went to university. No, but if they, if you want to be like a guidance counselor, if you want to work in resource or min or um, other specialties, then you need to to do some more um, coursework or certificate work or things like that. That's but, something that like you don't just go to university like straight off the bat to do those things um, like you go no it's more you get your like, ed degree and then you teach a while and then you become a, a guidance counselor yeah or? yeah you usually get you oh. get like some years of experience in the classroom um and you learn more about what you like to do right some teachers just stay teachers a lot of them do um and i've had a lot of conversations with colleagues about like you know i really just like being in the classroom like I used to think, oh, I'd want to be admin or something like that. I have never thought that. Um, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have experienced managing uh, or being put in supervisor roles as a retail worker. Um, and I, yeah, for me, I, I am one of those people. I think I just really like teaching. Me too. Um, I, respect I mean, I'm not people, a teacher, but I, Yeah, I really respect people who can step into admin roles um, and take on like that leadership. Um, you know, I've, I've had some really great admin, um, and it's, it's a big job. Uh, it's a huge, huge job. Um, so yeah, you, you kind of, you spend your first few years, especially until you get your permanent contract, um, thinking about what you, you know, getting experience, getting to know what you like, um, maybe trying out different grade levels, I've done from like grade one to 12, um, seeing where, you know, um, where you want to be. And then, uh, you also get to just know what the options are like guidance counselors. Um, there's not really a lot of positions for for guidance counselors. Um, there's more positions for resource, um, more opportunities for admin, but, um, moving up, if you want to be admin, you usually would move up through um, resource or guidance into into admin. Not always. Some people go straight from the classroom into admin. But uh, it was like a university course of something that I really wanted to learn more about for my teaching practice. I'd, I'd maybe look at taking something. But um, I, I'm feeling really good about just being in the classroom, getting to know the kids, learning from what I'm doing in the classroom, learning from the kids. Um, and and uh, exploring my interests and passions um, in terms of craft and gardening and all of these things, um, and and then bringing that stuff in into the classroom where it it makes sense and feels organic. Um, and I, I think I'm just sort of trying to take what I love about my free time and what I love about work and and try to overlap that as much as possible not not to make my work my entire life but to bring the things that i love about everyday non-work life into into my work life and and share it with the kids like these are the things that you know make me enjoy being alive and in the world um try them out here's some some things you could do um, cause I think that's, you know, obviously I teach like ELA and math and things like that. And, and we cover the curriculum and all those things are important, but, um, I think it's important that kids 
get an opportunity to see somebody who is curious and always trying new things um, in- and interested in, in a variety of things. Um, so I usually try to model that for the kids. But yeah, doing university courses in the summer, not, not where I'm at uh, life-wise at the current moment. Me neither. And I'm in a transition period. Yeah. <laughs> and university is out of the question. Yeah. I, for me. I liked, definitely loved being in, in university for most of the years that I was in it in undergrad. Um, but I hit a certain point where I was just, I hit saturation point. Um, and uh, it's not my, it's not my preferred place to be. Um, but I do love learning. Uh, just in, just moved on to different different ways of doing that i think that's the thing too is i i love learning as well but um like being you, uh like learning's different than going to university that's a different that's yeah a wholly, I, mean, completely I, I learned a lot in thing. university but i kind of feel like at this point like I, in university i had to you know, I didn't come in with a lot of organizational skills. It's not something people in my family have a lot of strength in. Even Nor though mine. I love, Nor me. Yeah, I love to arrange things. I'm actually very good at sorting and arranging things. But just in terms of organizing my life and myself, university taught me a lot about like time management and um, definitely critical thinking, like a history degree. Um, you know, I I know how to. I know how to read. I know how to organize uh, my thoughts. Um, so I kind of feel like I got what I needed um, from from university. Uh, and I've, I'm kind of, I don't know, like if there was a program with somebody, you know, a professor or, or another teacher that I was interested in, in learning from who was doing things that, you know, jived with what I, I want to do. I could see doing some courses with that person. Um, but um, at this point, I don't really have any desire to move to different areas of teaching. No. And so any education, any, like it would all, I would be like, I'd want to audit the course or, or something like that. Like I wouldn't be looking for accreditation or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. If you don't need accreditation, you'd need to go to university to, to get accreditation you're paying yeah. for an accreditation you're not paying to learn it yeah. to learn stuff you're paying to get at least p- for in our circumstances if we spend money on education like it's an investment we have to get that money back yeah and i'd, I'd like to just more look for like i did this summer i did a couple of these workshops it would be nice to do just look for more community workshops um especially when you're when you're looking at um, wanting to learn more about sort of indigenous like knowledge of the land and things like that, you you usually are looking outside of the university um, framework and and looking to pay people directly um, to run workshops and and do teaching and things like that. So that's that's more where I'm I'm interested in. Yeah, even the stuff that that I'm interested in, I was I was enrolled at the in the cabinetry program at Red River College before the pandemic hit. And then the pandemic <laughs> wiped that out yeah. uh, for that semester. I haven't like, I haven't re-enrolled. I don't even know if they're offering it again. Know. Who yeah. knows? But like, um, I just started making stuff yeah. and watching YouTube videos and instructions on the internet and asking people how to, how to do things. 
and I'm not like a super dexterous, handsy, hands-on sort of a handy person. I'm more of I'm more of a klutz, like <laughs> and very um yeah, I'm more of a more of a nerd historically. Uh instead of like a building things kind of guy. But um I've found I am a building things kind of guy. Um and I like it and there is uh and it's fun. It's very centering, it's grounding. You get uh, a useful thing uh after you've after after you've done it. It's like an extremely like wholesome experience. Uh and uh it doesn't take a lot to to know to gain like the basic skills to to build like very like sturdy and and useful things. Yeah. I don't think I would re-enroll in the no. in the program at this point. Um maybe some of the cabinetry stuff is a little bit more like uh detailed. Like, like but the I joinery think stuff. The joinery stuff. But like who know who knows? Yeah. Um Yeah. I suppose it'd be like worth it if you if you're look seeking like really steady employment as a cabinet maker, if you want to work at like kitchen craft or something, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, they do different different I'm, things. I know people who've gone through the program, and there, there's lots of different things that you can kind of end up end up doing. Um, but uh, yeah, we've just been both. I mean, I've been like sewing lots of clothes. Uh, if I've been. I've been getting a little back more back into embroidery and, and some stuff I was doing before, of course, the natural dyeing stuff. Um, but uh, I think that's like for us, uh, it, it's nice to, um, I think the pandemic has kind of shown us like, you know, this is kind of the level at which we are fine operating. Like, it'll be nice to maybe have a bit more land space eventually. But we're not looking to have a you know great big house in in the suburbs where it's expensive. We're not looking to have no. you know a brand new vehicle or anything like that. We're just um, we're not looking to be like full up double career. Yeah, uh, like, go getter. High, I don't know. Yeah, whatever it is, we can Those. we can we can like both do what works for us. Like I can have my. My job is almost full time this year, but I, you know, I like to go to work. I like a structure. I like to have a place that I go. Um, and uh, John likes he he's much better at uh, organizing himself, and he's really good at keeping the home running and and doing those things. And it's nice, been nice to realize that um, that works for us. Like that's. It's much nicer. It we're both happier. <laughs> yeah, if we're both happier, like a lot saner. Mm -hmm. um, at this particular moment, I'm not the sanest I've ever ever been. <laughs> but generally speaking, like over the pandemic, I have been yeah. the sanest I've ever been, and I'm clearly not returning to my pre-pandemic job. Yeah, um, because that was the opposite of of this, and it's not needed anymore. Well, and just how lucky we are that um, you know we both like I I grew up. Um, pretty poor uh, we were um before i went into teaching i was working in retail for minimum wage for the most part um and uh it's just been nice to realize that yeah here's here's a 
for now, well-paying job that can support a family. Um, Heck yes. And, you know, John can work, he can do his projects, he can work, you know, maybe some casual part-time things that are enjoyable to him if he wants to. Um, and that's, that's really lucky. Like we, we know how, how fortunate we are to be able to do that. Yeah. i honestly feel like, like a lottery winner and not that, you know, the pandemic is what it is and it came out of the blue and, and we weren't expecting it and we didn't know how it would affect our lives at all. But like it blasted me out of my, my pre pandemic job, which was a frontline essential service type of job. And it like, it wasn't good, so I'll just be honest about that. I don't need to like get into it yeah. too much. But it it blasted me into a world where like of uh, ever <laughs> ever consuming like uh stress and like oppression like didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like that psychological weight yeah. just dissolved. Well, it was replaced with some other things like yeah. um it's been a transformational sort of experience, but seeing how people who don't work those essential frontline jobs, whether they're care workers or retail workers or whatever, yeah, I've really, I really, um, I don't know, I sympathize. I feel, I feel for the people who have to, who have had to remain in those types of jobs um, throughout the pandemic. Yeah, but to be shown like what, I guess like what a middle-class person uh, experiences as far as like not having those types of just incredible pressures on them anymore is like, is just eye-opening. I hadn't realized you were all living in this different universe (laughs) this whole time where you didn't have to be like driven insane by, um, by your job. What just, (laughs) You guys, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> so we've been, yeah, it's been, it's been a good summer. Um, I definitely, yeah, I was, I was toast by the end of, end of the school year. Um, so it's been good to, to restore and. Going uh, back in though, I think you're, I think we're a lot more like set. Yeah. As far as, yeah, you know, what, what to well, expect. Yeah, and- the, the permanent contract makes a big uh yeah high five to that (laughs) Uh, thank you permanent contracts yeah thank you serb it's good thank you (laughs) thank you life um but yeah so i feel yeah i feel good about going into the school year we both sort of like talked about focusing um a little more like just internally like like what are we doing where are we at um what do we want to work on um sort of yeah between the two of us i mean what are we good at i mean like assuming our bills are paid which uh which they are (laughs) um like that opens up a whole universe of of options basically of acting in the world and how you want and how you want to be in the world yeah um having your bills paid just like opens up opens up a completely different universe for people it's like the world turns into color from like black and white to technicolor yeah uh where like you get to (laughs) self-actualize and tick off some of those boxes in uh, maslow's hierarchy of of needs or something yeah like for me for example 
if I could do anything I wanted, what would it be? I found out for the first time in, in my life, I'd probably just like putter around like making stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'd fix things at the house. I'd, ma- I'd make and mend and repair things and uh, maintain. I'd maintain. I'd produce and I'd make and maintain. And uh, I'd see my friends once in a while. And I've been able to be much more productive over the past year or so. If you want to talk about like productive terms. Working my pre-pandemic job was the opposite of productive. It was extractive. <laughs> you know, yeah. it made me less productive as a as a human being. I couldn't contribute uh, to people around me, um, or or the world in general. I um, was operating at like a, a quarter, quarter strength brain power. <laughs> yeah, all the time. But now thinking about the things that you that you want to do in life like you can you can make meaningful things you can make meaningful relationships you can uh you can be you can be a a meaningful person yeah so we've been um yeah we're sort of winding up uh summer vibes um hopefully we're gonna start um checking out cats uh Oh goodness, week. yeah, right. We have to get an, another cat now. That was our uh, that was our deal that we made <laughs> that we'd go through the summer without a. We'd do a cat free summer before yeah. getting another cat. Yeah, you're it's been a good me, a yeah. good grieving period for Jean, and uh, but it's it's you know we're heading into cozy season, uh, the season when mice are thinking about how cozy your house is and how much they'd like to be inside of it for the winter. Good point. Um, and so we, uh, and we're both, I, I need a cat for my mental health personally. Um, having a, a creature around, um, that you have to feed and do things for. And, That's me. Yeah. Um, but I need also a cat, <laughs> not just you. I also need a cat though. No, that, that was a joke. I'm the one who feeds you and does things oh, for you. That's true. I am like a pet. <laughs> you who are goes my to cat. Work. Yeah. Yes. You are like, exactly. You're a pet who goes to work. Yes. You're the pet that I have that pays my bills. Yes. <laughs> but I also need a pet. So, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, a cat person. Um, I've always had cats around uh, and uh, not having them around just to you know just to pet a cat at the end of the day i I just need it i need that purring cat so we'll we'll go check out see if we can find a a friend who needs some rescuing um i get to choose though john thinks he gets to choose the cat we decided this (laughs) we had agreed on this and now it's documented okay so i think everyone knows that i get to choose i think he'll be okay (laughs) <laughs> um, the thing about John, and he's much better at this than he used to be, is that historically, John does not like anything right away. No, no is the no is the default setting. Yeah, so it, it takes me a while to figure out like what I want. But I don't the nature know right of away. Adopting a cat is that if you see the cat you like, you have to get it because the cats don't just like stay there. Uh, so this was like no, you. There's no cat that you like right away. There's anyways, no, that doesn't exist. So this is this is the thing it, that's it takes going, time. This is interesting to like a thing. We'll see what happens by the next podcast. Uh, 
because I'm a I'm a right away person. I'm like, yes, this cat. Um, yes, Not this me. thing. Uh, Any sort of change is difficult for me. Transitions yeah. are difficult. So like I'm as as I get older, I'm I'm getting a little better at it. But like this is a this is an exercise in like forty uh, year old like mature uh, s- somewhat autistic man uh, chooses a cat. Yes. So <laughs> uh, the last time we had to choose a cat, um, we did go to the Humane Society. This would be like eight years ago seven years ago um we did go to the main society once and there was a cat that i was like this is a nice cat no no to this cat um and then we, we didn't go there to get a cat i went we, there to get a cat yeah you didn't <laughs> we did you didn't tell me again that's the problem agree about what was happening <laughs> you have to be explicit about <laughs> About these things. Jill so, took a while to learn how I work. Yeah. Um, so we had a big fight. She learned there. I, we had a big fight about the cat. Uh, obviously did get the cat. And then uh, Jean appeared at work. Um, and I simply brought the cat home. Um, which was uh, <laughs> a yeah. point of contention for a while. Well, it's because we already <laughs> had a cat before Jean. We had Margaret. And you said that uh, having one cat was enough. You'd finally decided that having one cat was <laughs> enough did, that you didn't need another worried. cat. Okay, and then was... you just came home with a, with a second cat. <laughs> so literally you said one thing and did another. That's why um, it's contentious. I, um, I, because Margaret was not technically our cat um, and, and uh, didn't know how long she was staying, I... I was personally worried about getting very attached to Margaret and then having to give her back um, and wanted a cat of my own. I did not seek out Jean, to be fair to me. He appeared, the universe presented him. Um, and I merely followed uh, what the universe was telling me. You're justifying it after the fact. <laughs> you could just justify it by saying the universe made it happen. <laughs> And then there, it's okay. What choice did I have? I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't forage him like a mushroom. He just showed up. Um, <laughs> you may as well forge, have forged him like a mushroom because he was growing on garbage, basically. You found him no, in the garbage. No, he was not growing. He was he was. <laughs> you found starving. him in a dumpster. He was behind the dumpster. He was not in the dumpster. Um, but yeah, so um, I feel though in that- That should have told you like someone had already thrown out this cat. In- this cat was defective. Listen, <laughs> don't speak ill. Beware of our beloved. I know. I'm saying this all in in hindsight. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did grow to love Jean. Yeah, but yeah. So, so now I in, know better. Yeah. Uh, we will have a very. Uh, we've had some very yeah um, clear conversations about what will happen. Uh, hopefully. Clear conversations, I appreciate. I need those things. I need it to be... <laughs> every, th- every step needs to be ex- explicitly mapped like, out. Listen, you probably won't like any cat right away. Uh, but I know what kind of cat... But I get cat- to choose. It, somehow we're going to make this work. John will not like the cat he you chooses chose right away. You chose the last one, so but I he get will to choose, choose one. one. Yeah, I will still choose one, and I won't like it. <laughs> I know this, and I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for the emotions that are going to happen when I choose this, this cat, and then cat immediately have a buyer's remorse. Ah! This cat, and then I'll complain about this cat for I don't know three to six months, 
until it just the the bit wears off even for me there's not even uh there's no i don't get anything out of out of continuing the charade of not liking the cat yeah and then i'll realize that oh i like the cat now no this is also my stepdad's approach to cats so he doesn't like cats right away um the two cats like the fresh cats that my parents got he didn't like until the pandemic um and he had to spend more time with the cats um and the two cats the first two cats that my parents got they love hank they like oh right yeah they're like it they're with him if yeah they they prefer him above all others and my mom was like no um and then of course a stray your mom's cats forsook her yeah and went, and went to hank because your stray, mom got a stray the, cat the uh, my mom put out the cat energy into the universe and a stray cat showed up and now she has her own little cat that loves her um that she has adopted uh so they have three cats now and hank didn't like her but he's he was even yeah he's he's starting to warm up to her yeah you and your mom are the same in in this regard <laughs> Cat. Yeah, and you don't see it as a problem. And no, that's it's a problem. not a problem. Yeah, that's cats. that's the problem. Cats just appear. It's good. When you, when the cat situation doesn't go how you like, <laughs> in your mom's case, it's like, oh, these kittens. Oh no, they like Hank more than me. Oh no, <laughs> they're supposed to be mine. I'll just put out cat food until my own cat shows up. Yeah, I'll lure another neighborhood cat, <laughs> and I'll steal it, and then it's my cat now. She put it, I mean, it's a small town, so she, like, she asked people, and nobody claimed this cat, so she did not steal somebody else's cat. We don't know where it came from, but its ears Mm -hmm. were frozen off, and it was very, like, it was, it was clearly very hungry and had been, uh, on its own for a little bit, so, um, it also had, like, an abscess, so my mom went, took it to the vet and everything, so she's like, well, is my cat now, so... Uh, very jill it's just extremely extremely jill <laughs> it is oh I this one cat oh it's uh this one cat's nice but <laughs> uh she <laughs> could always have another uh our house but is too small i'm i'm i our agree. house is too small for I two agree. cats it's it's a one you cat should never house. have had two cats they were fine but yeah, uh, it is a it is a one cat house, and I'm I'm in total agreement with that. I don't personally want two cats running around. Um, I will have to. That's actually kind of my job this weekend. Is that I've gotten used to not having cats, and so I have yarn and fabric and stuff everywhere in my office. Uh, so I need to cat proof um, my my little craft area uh, before a cat comes back uh, to the house. Um, and I'll be taking most of the plants to my classroom, which is good because you never know if you're going to get a plant eater. Um, we haven't had, Margaret was a plant eater, uh, but Jean didn't. So you never know if you're going to get Margaret was a plant sampler. Yeah, but, uh, you never know if you're going to get a cat, uh, plant nibbler. Okay. From cats to other, to cats, other pets. Cats to pigs. This is definitely a pet sort of themed episode, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we, uh, Yeah. From Cats to Pigs, we saw a movie the other day. It's called, it's about, it stars. It's called Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone's star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. 
Buy yourself a new pig. <laughs> uh, it stars Nicolas Cage. Uh, it's about Nicolas Cage and his pig. Um, it- about a man's quest to for his quest to find his loved one. Yeah, the pig. His um, beloved pig. This is literally what the movie's about. It's Nicolas Cage looking for a pig. Yeah, we uh, our first time going back to a theater since the pandemic. Oh, yeah, back it was to Cinematech. Cinematech. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to see, experience. yeah, and they Cinematech is doing it. Um, they have an online booking. You can choose your seats. Um, you need to show vaccine status. Uh, they're spaced out. Um, so if you're looking to for a if you're in Winnipeg, physically spaced out. What's that? You mean physically physically spaced, spaced out. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you want a uh, cinema experience, um, but you don't want to go, I don't think the big ones are requiring vaccine. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. Um, I think we both had different views on the movie. I think the trailer made it seem like there'd be yes. a lot more happening Absolutely. in it than Absolutely, yeah. The trailer was, was very misleading. <laughs> I think they were trying to actually deliberately pick up on, hit some of the, like, the Mandy cues yeah. of a man. They're kind of similar. It's a man wronged, a grief-stricken man who loss. is wronged. Yeah. And is, uh, and how he handles that, that loss. Yeah. Um. In this case, it's it's a little it's a little different. So I thought, like, pig is Mandy with a pig. I, <laughs> it's, I not, of, it's not at all. I think it's I, not that. At I think all. I really yeah. And um, to me, the movie it felt like one of those movies that I watch, and it's sort of like reading a short story. Like that's how it felt like to me. It felt like it was reading, a short story. Yeah, it was exactly a short story. It felt like reading good. a good short story to me. Um, it felt like it could have been adapted from from a short story. Um, the way that you know how tight the sort of perspective um, and plot um, just sort of like not tight, but like how narrow the focus was. Um, it's a very narrow focus, and there's. Yeah, the trailer is, is misleading. There's not a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. Not a lot at all. It's mainly uh, Nicolas Cage is, is going from place to place talking to people. It's not John Wick, but with a it's pig. It's not John Wick with a pig. It's not Mandy with a pig. Yeah. It's not... The trailer makes it seem like it's more more like that, but it it isn't. It's just a... It's just a guy walking around asking, "Have you seen my pig?" Yeah, uh, for t- for two hours. And it, <laughs> That's I, it. It wasn't um, obviously wasn't exactly the same, but it it kind of reminded me. Of... No, we need to sort of like give. He's a. Tr- tr- this is a truffle pig. Yes, he is a truffle finder, and his pig is a truffle pig, and I guess they're very valuable so someone stole yeah, his truffle are. pig yeah trained trained dogs uh, and pigs truffle some, pigs some are... sort of competitor in the truffle finding scene in the pacific northwest in portland yeah uh he's wakes up one he's one living night like and he has, way out in and the his woods. pig is gone yeah he's out in the woods in the forest yeah 
Um, he's sort of cut off from, yeah, he's really cut off from society. That's the, it. The pig is all he has. And then he goes to Portland and asks if anyone has seen his pig. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> so like not to give it away or anything, but yeah, he's, he's <laughs> on a quest, um, to, he's trying to find his, his pig. Um, but, uh, as you sort of get towards the end of the movie, the themes of, of loss and letting go and, um, doing what you you want to do and following uh sort of your heart um those things sort of start to come up as as themes um and um i thought it was i thought it was a very um yeah i i enjoyed it um as i was saying i was going to say before it kind of reminded me of first cow which you did not watch i tried to i fell asleep yeah so it did have that um you know it's not an action-packed movie it's a pretty like uh yeah it's it's going along again kind of like reading a short story i guess um but uh it 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 reminded me of first cow i'm not even sure i can really say exactly how it reminded me of a first cow except that it was you know it felt like it had a pretty low budget, um, very low, very, very low budget. Simple, I think extremely low budget. Yeah, this one. very simple sort of setting. I re- they didn't. It was so low budget they couldn't get a trained pig. They couldn't afford. Yeah, the pig bit Nicholas Cage a bunch of times apparently because it was a wild pig. Yeah, it was well, just like an untrained farm sort of pig. Yeah. Um, but uh, um. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be interested in watching it again only because, like, we both came in being like, ah, Mandy, this other it's, movie. Um, it's not that I disliked the movie either, and uh, that's not... Uh, um, I didn't dislike it. I think I enjoyed most of it. Um, like, my main contention is that, like, it's it wasn't... It's not as advertised. Yeah. I don't need there to be, like action and gore and uh and nicholas cage going Rah! yeah being all crazy or anything like that but it was sell the trailer was selling it as if it was going to be like nicholas cage is searching for his pig and whoever took it is gonna pay he gets his <laughs> pig back man reunited with pig yeah it's like there's no there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing like that they made it seem sort of like stupid like in a very in a fun way yeah and uh this movie takes itself extremely seriously <laughs> well it's a really good performance by nicholas cage and um, it's a good it's the anti-mandy performance there's one i think scene in particular that could co could relate very similarly to scene in mandy where in mandy they do it very one way yeah. specifically and then in pig they do it the opposite yeah way like oh they did that on purpose yeah um so that was and it was just it's like nicholas cage being like no i can act yeah it was just nice to be out in the exchange um like we didn't go to any restaurants or anything but we you know haven't been down there in a while um i never i get lost every time i go to the exchange i don't know which 
direction is which. <laughs> I don't know where things are. And it's been so long since I've been down there. Yeah, so we, we yeah, we that was good. Um, I don't think we've ever really been up to, to too much else. We have a wedding coming up. Um, We're getting married, folks. Not us. No. Uh, no, not us. <laughs> He's sounding all disappointed, but this man, uh, I'm not sure. Thank God it's not us. If I wanted to get married, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> How I would manage that. <laughs> You'd have to start planning. <laughs> yeah, planning just, now. I'd have to. Um, I'd actually have to plan two You'd weddings. You'd probably have to have no, to drug. No, I'd have drug to plan. me. You'd have to knock me out. You'd have to no, drug no, me. No, no. Here's what I'd have to there. do. I'd have to plan two weddings. The first wedding would be sort of like the fake wedding where you went through it, um, and you got to be cranky. And kind of upset that it was happening, and then you'd get used to it. And then the second wedding would be the real wedding, where you already got that out of your system so that you could enjoy it. Yeah, maybe. That's actually the only way that would work. <laughs> there are scenarios where I could participate in, in a wedding involving me. I've been married before. I've <laughs> been to a wedding where I had to be the main character, or at least the accessory to the main character. And, like, I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't, it was torture. It was psychological torture. I can't do that again. <laughs> it was traumatizing. I am not meant to do that. Well, and I, please, I really don't. Please, ladies, uh, yeah. respect that. <laughs> I really don't care. I'm not, uh, I'm not hankering or anything, but it's nice to, that we get to go attend and see some nice folks that we know get married it's outside oh yeah i'll attend, attend a wedding that's yeah fine. lovely that's pleasant um we're very happy to be permanently shacked up uh i think that's fine my parents are... if you really want to get married though like <laughs> we would only do so for uh emigration uh purposes if we <laughs> if we decided to i would move do to a wedding scotland. i would do a wedding for immigration purposes yeah for if scotland. we decided to move to scotland or something then we would have to get married uh i would then, do that yeah you keep he'd, that in mind he'd be fine i would definitely emigrate to scotland and i would definitely get married to do it yeah so, so that's uh, on the record now <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only way i mean we've integrated our record collections um so that's and i've knit john a sweater so we are we are technically married um We've also been living together for 10 years. For like a decade, yeah. I think that trumps everything. Actually, yeah, in October will be 10 years of, of dating and living together for about nine years. Woo! Holy smokes. Yeah. That's, that's right. a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, actually, the end, of Pig, the end of Pig was uh, interesting because the, uh, not to give anything away, but there's a cover of a, a song that features... Um, and it's actually a song that John um, made a cover of for me uh, <laughs> for the first birthday we I had when we were dating, which was my 25th birthday. Um, so I actually have uh, John made me a little uh, A and B single. Um, I recorded a song for you. I recorded two songs mm -hmm. for you. As it was a very sweet first christmas gift yeah, yeah. so this one of the songs that john i was very was, impressed with myself mm -hmm. to think of something very impressive something so sweet yeah to do uh um, you seemed impressed too so i knew it was it worked <laughs> you know i knew it was a nice thing to do then there you go i never know if what i'm doing is nice or mean until people react <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so that the same song featured at the end of pig um so that was that was kind of like that was just nice 
Oh yeah, remember that? Remember that time? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. We've got that coming up. School's starting. Uh, we do have tickets to see the Sadies. Um, in mid September outside. Oh yeah. Um, so hopefully that's able to happen. Um, we were not able to go see Patty Smith. The U.S. has not opened their border to non-essential Canadian travel yet. Rightly so. I support that. Fair I would enough. not be letting us in. Yeah. Um. So I had to sell my Patty Smith tickets. We did not go to Minnesota. Um. But uh, yeah, if we could see the the Sadies, I think I would enjoy that. Um. It's all very interesting. I, I stopped drinking this spring. I really can't drink anymore. Drinking what? Uh, alcohol. Can't okay. really drink alcohol anymore. Um, I'm intolerant. My body uh, is just not having it <laughs> anymore. Um, so, yeah, it's a new sort of new era. in. Maybe you're just drinking too much. <laughs> you just got to tame it down a little bit. No, it was Woo! just... Uh, this lady's out of control. Yeah, that's me. All right. Um, no, I just uh, the doctor said it's just a metabolism thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so going to shows, uh, exploring different places, non-alcoholic offerings. Um, what's that? What's that like? Is there? What's life like for a non? A non-boozer for a former alcoholic. Former alcoholic. I'm not a former alcoholic for anyone who may be listening <laughs> to this. I'm not a recovering that was alcoholic. A <laughs> that was a joke. You don't have to even address that. <laughs> um, no, it's actually been fine. I mean, most places will have one non-alcoholic, at least one non-alcoholic beer. And I, I don't mind. Like, it's just you get the ritual. Like, oh, I get to sit and, and have a beer and it tastes fine. I actually like the taste of beer. Um, at home, I have like, there's um, a couple of non-alcoholic beers like Partakes or Sober Carpenters that actually taste decent. And it just feels like it's, it's like an end of the day ritual. It's like, oh, come home to not doing anything. But I get to enact that, that sort of little ritual um it is nice for the ritual yeah um so and it's it's yeah i'm at an age where i mean the only thing i i really maybe miss is you know having a glass of red wine with supper or or like a nice i do like nice wine i used to work in wine shop um so that is maybe one thing but it's not like uh it's not the end of the world um and uh, it would be a bigger deal for me i think i think my <laughs> i don't i'm i use it yeah i use it as a social crutch yeah. and uh like a couple two beers allows me to uh accept the presence of another human being around me like a lot <laughs> a lot easier um but so it would be more difficult for me to to give up alcohol than for you yeah, it hasn't like, really been like I just kind of it was just cold turkey. I had a uh, you know a bad reaction to it um, to like a, a small drink, and uh, I just haven't had any since, and it's fine. <laughs> but you also have like periodic like other sense food sensitivities or intolerances that yeah you think or I don't know that's like oh I'm. 
I'm sensitive to this for a while and then it wears off and then you like eat the thing again and then you're okay. Like what? And then, um, <laughs> trying to think. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me make something up. What would be, what would be one? What uh, thing? Cucumbers. I'm never. I've always eaten cucumbers. <laughs> Yeah, you're remember when you were like when you developed that cucumber intolerance, and you're like cucumbers—they make me flare up. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is full of it. <laughs> of course, I am. <laughs> <laughs> who who develops a cucumber insensitivity? I have, con- <laughs> I have been consistent in the things that I do not like to eat. <laughs> um, oh right, no, there's just loads of things you just don't like to eat. Lo- okay, by loads. He means (laughs) raw tomatoes, raw onions, and raw peppers. Those are the things. Um, Those are the tons of things. Uh, The three things. I will eat. Pepper, the seasoning, black pepper. I'll eat it. It's just not my favorite. Um, That's right. Spicy, anything spicy. I eat things that are spicy. I order like the hack of noodles. Try again. That's right. What are the ton? Yeah, three things. And I will eat <laughs> tomatoes, onions, and peppers cooked or in salsa or in other contexts. Um, I simply don't like them raw. Anyways, <laughs> apparently this is the, uh, I'm missing out uh, 90% of food by not eating those three things, according to John and my mother. <laughs> I just think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's fun that there's like a grown up who like who doesn't eat vegetables. I eat This is such a defamatory uh podcast episode. I eat all other vegetables. Like I'm usually the one who makes salad around here. <laughs> the salad the salad maker. I am the salad maker, let me tell you. I make salad. Let's have a fight about who makes salad. salad. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you made a salad? (laughs) When did I make a salad last? I don't know. I think we're due for some salad. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably salad time. I had some radishes the other day. You do eat radishes, yeah. We eat vegetables, um... I'm not like I oh the other thing the thing that John thinks is weird that I don't eat is iceberg lettuce because it is disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. Uh nobody should eat it. I don't understand why anyone eats it. It has a good crisp sucks texture. It's sucks. the crunch. I'll eat loose leaf it lettuce. It does suck. I agree. Iceberg lettuce does does suck. But like romaine loose leaf lettuce, baby greens, whatever, they don't crunch. And I'm not even like advocating for iceberg lettuce is it's awesome. I agree, it sucks. But like for certain things to provide like a crunch, it's um at at worst, iceberg lettuce is inoffensive. Nobody says that it's good. I've met other people that don't like it, but um, I did plant some more like spinach and lettuce and radishes and some like Asian greens, like sort of the 20, 30 day crops. Now that it's a little bit cooler, 
out more suited to those guys. So I'm hoping we get uh, maybe another little baby harvest because our I did um, plant some like little bowl planters of lettuce and uh, we got a little bit of it, but it got too hot too fast um, and it bolted pretty fast. And my radishes were really taken out by uh, cutworms this year. So I'm kind of hoping we can have a little bit of a, a renaissance. Um, <laughs> try again. Um, in the in the garden um for those guys but uh gonna be quick it's almost the end of august i know frost could happen anytime you never know when the frost will come okay well i think that's all for uh this episode i don't think i have anything else in reserve me neither i think this is the end of the summer update episodes hopefully uh, the next one will be a cat update episode yeah that will be interesting or an update on the ongoing fight to acquire a cat episode either <laughs> yeah one of those two things will have happened the divorced over a cat episode can't get divorced if you're never married <laughs> i would know <laughs> it's part of the plan um but yeah so hopefully we'll we'll have a a a new feline friend um by the next time we record yeah and we'll have a new feline friend jill will be back at work i'll be uh i'll have had the house to myself for for a long time (laughs) maybe i'll have another job uh yeah you never know um maybe we'll have more energy maybe we'll be a little bit uh clearer clear-headed maybe we'll have a theme for the next episode (laughs) maybe who knows who knows (laughs) but one thing i can assure you it will be september yes (laughs) the next time we do an episode uh yeah let's uh let's call it at that and uh so thanks for listening again yeah hope you've enjoyed your summers and that your uh fall is not barreling down on you too hard fall is a fun season there's lots of fun hopefully stuff to we do get in the a fall. fall a real fall that'll be nice if we can get a real autumn yeah hopefully the forest fires stop burning and the haze lifts and the drought uh, doesn't come back and all that stuff but you never know these are strange times we live in uh but uh yeah september we'll catch you later see you then bye-bye <laughs>